punishment You can fuck off a banana tree Star Trek sucks Star Trek sucks When you talk that shit about Star Trek It's like you just harpooned a baby Star Trek sucks Star Trek sucks Hi, welcome to Star Trek Sucks. We are here on Ten Forward. I am fucking vibing. <laughs> uh, I just had a change in personal status that I don't want to talk about, but it's time to drink. Let's <laughs> fucking go, baby. Uh, Guinan is uh, encouraging me to just just let it all out, and we're we're talking and. All your favorites are there. Uh, Mark and Emily White are here. Uh, Jordy LaForge is here. Data's here. I'm really, I'm actually very much vibing with Data. Not because I have a fucking neurological disorder, just because I like Data. Here with me is Leo. He is telling a story about a time that uh, that we were on a, an away mission and a local land baron had impregnated a sex worker in a brothel in the middle of the desert and is now attempting to seize her by force. You son of a bitch. <laughs> and his efforts were being thwarted by both the workers of the brothel and a fucky, flawed, but ultimately charming band of roving misfits. And he has been talking about the time we did this for the entire time we've been on Tin Forward, well, I am trying to vibe. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> I promise that's the last one I have in the chamber. <laughs> no, no, no. Cause I'm gonna go to the I'm gonna go to the holodeck <laughs> and I'm gonna run my new program, the premise simulator. That just gen- genuate, generates different levels of premises <laughs> that all circle back around to being about <laughs> Me describing that one episode of fucking Firefly. <laughs> uh, welcome to Star Trek Socks. My name is Leo. I like Star Trek. Hey, I'm Jack. I I uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm also on this podcast. I guess <laughs> Jack's here too. Everybody, Jack, what's good? Uh, let me scroll scroll down to that part. Uh, first of all, my hair looks awesome. That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right about that. Yeah. Uh, uh, speaking of the thing I brought up on the bonus episode about things that were good about the pandemic, I just let my hair just fucking go and it looks fucking great. Um, I yeah. don't look like an asshole and no, anybody that says I do, you're, you're just is, a hater and a loser. <laughs> your hair is vibing for sure. <laughs> my hair is vibing. Um, also, I got new running shoes. Sick. And uh, it turns out I hadn't bought new running shoes in three years. And that was why I was having a hard time running. That adds up. Yeah. Um, so check that out, I check, guess. Check out having <laughs> check new out, running well, shoes. Check out just the interface between your feet and the earth. The, the Like the thing that interfaces gravity's uh, just... Re- a relentless pull on you. Mm-hmm. Check out getting that good. Yeah, yeah, that goes for not just running shoes. Yeah, no, I'm like spend the money. Yeah, on no, your I was shoes. I was talking about this with somebody um, the other day that like wanted to get into running. They're like, "Do I really need to buy shoes?" And it's like, "Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah." 
like I re- I I can remember the first time I bought running shoes and I was like a hundred dollars. Yeah. And then going for a run and them being like, oh, okay. Yeah. And now I like I really don't buy cheap shoes anymore. And me like neither. this is this is very like bougie of me or whatever. See, it's it's not though. That that's the thing that I learned. Well, yeah, it should like, it should not be bougie for you to have good shoes. Well, and it's also when you buy better shoes, they last longer because I like you, uh I generally Well, yeah, spend, it's a, it's a classic poor tax situation yeah. where it's like cuz when I first started working in wholesale and had to be like slightly dr- more dressed up every day, I would just go to Ross and buy whatever thirty yep. twenty five dollar pair yeah, of shoes. Classic, yeah. yeah. And then they would sh- shit the bed within a few months, and they would be not very comfortable that whole time. And uh, it's many years ago now, but I was like, okay, I'm going to buy a hundred dollar pair of shoes. Yeah. And if they last more than nine months, then they were money back. Yeah. Same. And, yeah, same. A hundred dollar pair of shoes, if you're just wearing them to do a sales job. Well, that's for fucking ever. I have I have not bought a new pair of dress shoes in over two years. Yeah. Um, because and I have four or five pairs that are in rotation, um, and all of those I have had for more than two years, and they're all in perfectly yeah. serv- serviceable condition. So. Yep. I've been wanting to to try running again though, and I'm definitely gonna have to get new shoes. <laughs> Yes, because yeah, um, all of what were my good running shoes became my just putting on because I don't want to find a different pair of shoes. Shoes, and also they all have paint on them now. But also, uh, let me know if you want me to write you a I am going to try running again training plan. Um, I was just gonna go like from here to the end of the block for a few weeks. Okay, and then <laughs> then go up from there. But if you if you get through that without your testicles falling off or whatever yeah um let me know and i will write you a a training plan yeah that I'm, will I'm actually challenge you but also not hurt you yeah i'm gonna need reminders to not try to just jump into doing like six miles yep out of nowhere that is that is something i can help you with and listeners i can also help you with that because i have been a semi-elite runner and also a big fat piece of shit <laughs> And everything in between, and I know what. I don't know why I'm doing an ad for a service that I didn't really particularly want to provide. But go to Jack Trains You on How to Run Good dot Just com. Tweet at me. Um, hey, look, we're here to help. <laughs> we're here to help each other. This is a thing I can actually do to help people. Yeah. Um, especially this will be right after New Year's. Um, that this comes out, so. Yeah, I, I can. I literally can actually help you with. This. Yeah, no, so, he's not bullshitting. Yeah, I'm not. I, this I'm is trying, not a bit. I, I'm <laughs> trying to cram jokes in here because I have that compulsion. But no, Jack is actually a legitimate running trainer. So, if you want some running training, get at Jack on Twitter.com at Who Is Jack Gun. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, what's good with you? Um. So first of all, uh, well, okay. Um. What's good with me is that. Um, the hardwood floors are in. God, I feel like such a dick doing more house updates. But the hardwood floors I mean, that's are the main like, thing. I know you it's have the main thing. Um, the new hardwood floors are in. The uh, kitchen cabinets are all in, which makes a huge difference. Um, and I have proper fucking electricity. So I, we haven't talked about this much, um, but we've been recording back in the pod hole with the former pod hole. Now it's the deluxe pod hole. Um, oh no! This is this is like a room that you own now because it's cluttered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's nice. Yeah, 
but cluttered. Yeah, it's full, it's um, full of crap. Which is a classic wheel aesthetic. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it, I'd feel I feel very much like this is just your new home. Yeah. Um, this little hole. <laughs> but we were we were running things off of just an extension cord ran from one of the working plugs in the attic. Uh, so it was still a little bit janky up here. But the electrician came last week and uh, wired up all the new my. I got light switches that work. Mm. Yeah, baby. Yeah, that's very. It's your house is very much coming together yeah. and uh, it's a podcast is maybe not the best medium to uh diary a house coming together that's true i have put a couple of pictures of the house progress i, sh- I guess i should do that in, uh, again um because i haven't in a while on uh, on our instagram um just so people can see it um yeah but if you want to look at my instagram it's at leal awesome and uh it's got a series of pictures going all the way back to this summer. Um, anyway, Jack, uh, what is... Oh, wait, I had one other thing before you tell us what happens this week. Mm. Um, listeners, if you're listening to us and you're living in Kansas City, please, for the love of God, get at us. <laughs> we just want to know you. You know so much about us, and we know so little about you. Can your stats tell like when people stop listening? No. Okay. But the thing is, like the Kansas City, there Kansas City is our number two download uh, city. And the other thing that happened recently is we suddenly have a whole bunch of downloads in Belgium. That's got to be a VPN. I thing. guess I don't know. It's because, but uh, but it's also like new. It's not like our numbers stayed the same. Like our numbers increased, and all of a sudden we've got these uh, downloads in Belgium. So I want to tell you a story about how what French people think about Belgian people. Oh boy. <laughs> So <laughs> either you're going to be racist or I'm going to be racist. No, the French are going to be racist. And I don't think French versus Belgians, that's the same race for sure. I don't think one mm. can be. I know enough about Belgian history to already know you are fucking up like a heart attack. Am but. I? Fuck. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, uh, and maybe, then then maybe this is just as horrible as the, so there are a lot of um, jokes that have floated around where the uh, the butt of the joke is somebody from a group that has agreed to be stupid um yeah so when we were growing like the up, classic Pollock. yes yeah. exactly which i stopped um telling those jokes as Pollock jokes because i found out that a lot of the stereotypes surrounding Pollocks being stupid uh it has to do with the fact that the nazis murdered all of their intelligentsia sure that'll That'll set you back a, That'll, a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't even necessarily, it just means that they, they killed everybody with a degree, but it doesn't mean that they actually lowered the national IQ. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, th- yeah. They killed their credential yeah. people, which is a very liberal way of looking at intelligentsia. But, yeah. Um, um, but so, uh, you know, so we all know a few of those jokes. And, and, and when I went to France to do my harvest internship, um, I wanted to have a couple of jokes in my back pocket because my French is okay, but it's not perfect. And being able to tell somebody a joke in their own language, it's a good way to kind of bond with people and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also didn't know culturally if the French had that same stereotype uh, about uh, Polish people or people from anywhere else. And uh, so I'm like explaining this. I'm like, this is a joke where, you know, somebody is, is, is very stupid. And, you know, when I, in, in the U.S. There's... Imagine you, I'm just imagine you flying halfway across the world to <laughs> to elaborately explain a joke <laughs> at a party where everybody's like we were vibing <laughs> sorry that's very mean and i'm sorry i love you very much you're my best friend but also it is very easy for me to imagine 
<laughs> but so I'm, I'm standing there with it the, because I've got it like mostly translated in my head, except for I don't know who to uh, refer to as the the dumb stereotype. And uh, I'm standing there with like the th- three guys at the winery that I'm working at, and I'm like, okay, so um, there, uh, what's what's a stereotypical uh, person that's not very smart? And all three of them, like in in, in uh, at the same time, are like only beige. And I'm like, okay, Belgian people. Yep. So by uh, which they don't mean all Belgian people; they mean the Flemish. Oh, because there are two languages spoken in Belgium. One of them is basically a variant of Dutch, and the other one is French. Mm-hmm. Guess who has all the money and property? The French ones. Mm. Mm, okay. Yeah. Well, that's not ideal. That really ruins my thing. Ah, uh, I love to ruin a thing. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, like, well, I mean, like, like you said about the Pollock jokes. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a there, bummer. There's when you usually think about why. something that it's like, oh no, yeah, <laughs> oh well, yeah. And the problem is, you like, you can't just say a really dumb guy because you need some sort of a stereotype. Like pretty much every. Yeah, no, it joke has like it that. has to be a member of a group. Yeah. to establish how dumb he is. Yeah. Um, and there, you really can't make that joke work without it. Yeah. That's why we have packlets <laughs> in this show. Fuck. Uh, I had yeah. to really dig deep to find that, that yeah, word. And honestly, I, I'm impressed. I was going to say you should be. Yeah, no, good job. <laughs> Shit. Um, all right. So Jack, uh, this week's episode is called yesterday's enterprise. Okay. Now what's going to happen this week? Uh, yesterday's Enterprise. Uh, there's a distress call from the galaxy's last Enterprise rent-a-car. <laughs> Situated in a space strip mall with the galaxy's last blockbuster video and a small cell phone kiosk. <laughs> they are being threatened by Romulans for reasons that are, for now, a mystery. It's a data-focused episode. He mostly spends the episode explaining what cars and VHS tapes were, despite the fact that the audience knows what both those things are. And then having various crew members try to explain the uh, the concept of irony via the Enterprise being required to, res- to rescue an Enterprise. It turns out that the Romulan captain has had too much Romulan ale and thought that he was striking at the Enterprise at a vulnerable moment. And he leaves in shame once he understands what a car rental is. He is later executed. <laughs> okay. That's that's pretty good. I like it. Yeah. Is that not what happens? That is definitely not what happens. I'm I'm excited about this one because I remember it being good and it is Yeah, you told me this was like a classic um app or whatever. Yeah, and and it kind of anchors to uh some stuff that 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 circles back later, so it's the beginning of them like writing in some longer arcs and whatnot. Well, it's good that I'm bringing this energy to it then. <laughs> <laughs> you that's your rig that's I mean that's your regular energy, isn't I it? I guess. Here we go! Okay. You're listening to Star Trek Sucks, the only Star Trek podcast. Now here are your hosts, Jack Gunn and Leal Cardoza. It's an audio medium, but... God damn! I wish you could see Leo's dance he's doing. I was I was dancing to the you were to vibing. the transition music, y'all. Uh, 
Uh, Jack, what did you think about that? That fucking ruled. That was really good, right? <laughs> I'm really glad you said that because there's sometimes when I, you know, most of the time when we watch this we and u- I'm- We usually agree, but yeah. every once in a while you're like, oh, you didn't like that one. Yeah. I'm like, that's right, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is- No, that was the- That was- Really fucking good. I mean, just firing on all cylinders. I don't know when the fuck the writers learned how to uh, write flirting properly- God, but they just did every. They, it's just it, a good it's episode. Really good. It's a good episode of Star Trek, and it's a so, good episode of TV, just in general. No, you know, like so. What this reminded me of, it, and I and I wrote this down somewhere in here. Um, the reboot of Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, I feel like the writers just watched that at this episode, and were like, "Okay, well, what if a sci-fi show just was always this good?" Yeah. What if it was just always like this? We could do that, probably. Also, one of the guys is drunk all the time. Mm. <laughs> and yeah, they also listen to this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was talking about Colonel Ty. I know. Okay. But... Um, so I, and I love, okay, even before we get into the flashback, the first scene with Guinan, again, Really good job. First of all, I'm glad they got our note about establishing some um, dietary preferences that some of the characters besides uh, Tasha Um, or uh, Deanna have. Yeah, no, this is just top to bottom a good episode. What's funny is Worf liking prune juice is a recurring thing in uh, Deep Space Nine. Like, that's just what he, that's just his drink. And I don't remember ever, I I didn't remember when that was introduced or where that came from. It's right here. There it is. And he's just like, oh, this is battle juice. (laughs) By what she means, this will, this, it hurts. It's unpleasant (laughs) to drink, which is true. (laughs) But yeah. But also it'll, it'll clean out your pipes. Yeah. Yeah. You got to blow it out before you go out on the battle. I mean, it's got to help. Yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. You're, you know, you're lighter weight. You're more nimble. You don't have to worry about pooping your pants while you're out there doing fights. I've only very rarely done anything that you could describe as a battle. (laughs) Um, But I definitely didn't want to feel like I was about to shit myself. (laughs) No, that's not a pro. (laughs) Anytime I was doing The enemy's advancing and you're like, oh, oh no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's not preferable. So, yeah, you want to get something to just blow it out. Yeah, that all tracks. And also, Guinan is clearly trying to seduce him. Well, is she? Because I got to get... Yes. Well, except because when we go back to her to the end, so skipping all the way to the the end, um, she's in the same spot sitting across from Jordy now, giving him a drink and asking him to to tell her... I'm sorry, are you saying she's not trying to seduce Jordy? No, I think she's trying to start like a black black folks club. (laughs) Just a uh, <laughs> space. Black lives matter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something uh, like that. I don't God. know. I mean, it do- certainly doesn't seem like we're in nearly. The, it <laughs> doesn't seem like this universe is nearly as racist as the, the real one that you and I uh, live in. But there's still got to be racism. So you still got to have activism. So yeah, she's still okay, trying to well, start space. Black lives la- matter. Now I'm mad because I'm supposed to be the ironic racist. (laughs) I feel like we trade back and forth on that one. Yeah, actually, fair enough. (laughs) Uh, Um, No, I I completely disagree, though. She is trying to fuck Worf. I mean, I she is one thousand percent. I see where you're getting that that first scene. I. I re- I see what you're reading. I read that more as a gen- genuine concern for because she doesn't seem 
extremely sexual, like as as a need. I feel like sexuality no, is more of a hobby for her. She's curious, yeah, and that's part of her like curiosity. The, the 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 flirting scene that that was awful to watch, but I still for some reason really enjoyed it between her and Riker when they were trying to teach Wes how to flirt. Yeah. Um, my read on her is that like, oh, she's not getting horny, but she still wants to fuck because she, that seems. It because seems it's entertaining. an opportunity to learn something. Yeah, it seems entertaining yeah. or interesting to her. Yes. Um, and that's why she's trying to fuck Worf. And like Worf is like, I require a Klingon woman. And she's like, do you? And he's like, yes. But and she she's says like, some but human- like, there are some of us. And very specifically, specifically, she does say some of us. Oh, does she? Oh, yeah. Okay, I yeah. thought no, she, she was... is trying to fuck Worf. Okay, no, I'm I'm on your side then. Yeah, because yeah, I I thought she was I thought she had said just that I, I was reading it as her trying to like get Worf's dick wet with somebody else on the crew. Oh no, I, and no, she's trying to fuck Worf. Okay, and, and also right. like if you want to if you want to get fucked like fucked hard like Worf's a catch. Like, yeah, I totally agree with her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, if you if you and she's not, so like a time lord or something as some, established in this episode, yeah. so I don't think he can actually hurt her. <laughs> yeah, you're right. They could probably bone down. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, we, it's a time a time warp. Um, the uh, the Enterprise C, the preceding Enterprise, comes through a, a space hole um, and changes the timeline. Uh, Tasha Yar is back, which is what makes this episode kind of a benchmark. Um, yeah. This. Yeah. Uh, I, I all of my notes before that happened were are kind of bullshit and irrelevant um because then I realized what they were trying to actually do. Yeah. Um which I feel like you kind of tease stuff like this sometimes you're like, "Oh, maybe uh, I don't know, I don't remember." <laughs> it's like you absolutely remember this one. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I fully remember this yeah. one. Yeah. Um and also when I'm like, what the fucking, what's the fucking deal with Guinan? And you're like, I don't know if they get into that or not. And it's like, okay. I don't, I don't <laughs> completely remember. I mean, they definitely get into it on this one. Yeah. A little bit. Um, it's still like not clear. Well, but. yeah, no, that was one of my notes too about that. I think they finally got your note about, uh, about doing like exploring into her mystery, but in a way that works and is good and is not like. And drives the plot forward. Yeah. It's not just like a distraction from a very boring story that you're telling. Yeah. But it also like, it gives you a small amount of detail, but still wants you, leaves you wanting more detail. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah, I still don't know. The Guinan thing was my, one of my favorite parts of this episode. Yeah. I still don't know that much. Because of just her. her being like, no, we're in the wrong timeline. Yeah. I just know. I, I I can't tell you exactly why, but I I know enough about timelines, and it's like who the fuck knows anything about timelines? What are you talking? <laughs> what? Listen, I got an A plus in timelines class. What what school did you go to that had timeline class? I think you're right. I think she is just a straight up time lord. Um, yeah. but uh, but yeah, that they're finally doing something that's actually interesting instead of just being like, "Hey, here's a small detail that I'm not going to tell you anything else about." Fuck you. Yeah, no, it's 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 a good episode. So, um, our main guest character, um, character's name is is uh, Lieutenant Richard Castillo, uh, played by Christopher McDonald, okay. um, actor of uh, several uh, notable roles. He looked familiar. I couldn't. I couldn't place him, but he plays Shooter McGavin in the Happy Gilmore film. Okay, 
Okay. Um, and he also, uh, I know you're every bit as big of a Grease 2 fan as I am. So not not at all. Oh, do you not? Like, I like it. I've never seen either one. Like, ever. You've never seen any of the Grease? No. Oh, man. You're missing out. Anyway, he's one of the... He's a I t- produce my own Grease, baby. <laughs> 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 Don't so sweat a lot. Do no. not like. No, no, no. Don't, don't, don't do more detail. That's not better. I actually bathe a lot. I'm actually very clean. Ladies. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, no, I thought he was, uh, well, and I was like, I was ready for him to suck ass because like his role is shooting. Yeah, because he's typecast as just a fucking asshole. Yeah, because now I I do recognize him. Yeah, Shooter uh, McGavin, he's an absolute ass. But in this one, he is just the charming, square jawed Irish son of a bitch. I was like, oh, you. No, he's just such a hapless like Navy lieutenant. Like he's just like a Thomas Pinchon character. It's it's great. Yeah, yeah. He, but he's uh, yeah, he's fucking charming, and like we said, they find the writers somehow figured out how to write flirting properly. Uh, yeah, because Tasha and him like actually have a convincing, flirtatious relationship. Yeah, where it never goes anywhere, but you can tell they're like getting attached to each other, and you're never like want to throw a brick through your friend's TV. Yeah. Yeah, it's which you're welcome that I've never done that. By the way, I appreciate the number of times the I don't know how many episodes, sixty seventy something episodes, and you've never yeah, how many are in you, are we anyway? You've never bricked know. any of my televisions, uh, and I appreciate that. Uh, but yeah, they're fucking. Um, oh, I also um, tell me where you landed on did Data and Yar also fuck in this timeline? Because that's uh, a, yes. that's important. I agree. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. I agree, and but also in this timeline because everything is so much more warlike. Because oh, so we haven't really talked about this, but so this timeline, the Enterprise is a warship, explicitly a warship, and everybody is cultured. That's the reason that Tasha is still alive because they're not exploring. Right. Tasha dies because they go to a fucking random ass planet. Yeah. And she gets killed by a, a trash bag. <laughs> So undignified, and I love that. The, I love that. Ironically, have, maybe the worst episode. <laughs> they kind of have Guinan touch on, like. Oh no! They they kind of take themselves or take the writing crew of the first season to the cleaners. Oh, no, they they absolutely. She's literally like. I mean, kind of. No, they fucking hammer on this. Like, I know you died in a. I don't know what. In, I don't know how you died, but it was fucking stupid. That's all I remember. It was dumb and meaningless. And yeah, uh, like no, they they tee off on that episode yeah. in this episode, which yeah, you love to see it. Yeah, no, they they really demonstrate a lot of familiarity with the previous episodes of this show. Yep, <laughs> it's like they brought in a different writing crew. Um, ex- it's like we're in an alternate timeline. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, I just blew my own mind. <laughs> oh fuck. It's it's listeners, th- Jack is now hovering two feet off of his chair. <laughs> they have gone into an alternate timeline where the show is competently written. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> wow. oh, fuck. But no, I, anyway, we 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 have been babbling a lot, but the main thing is that they're in an alternate timeline where a battle was well, this battle was always going to be lost, but it was lost in a different way 
where it caused an and um where it didn't cause the end of history. Like this is the end of history battle. This is the Berlin Wall falling down or whatever. Yeah, I mean it's, this is it's, the it's, yeah. it's it's where like oh the Klingons are actually on our side now and the Romulans have to retreat. And if you don't if this one doesn't go this way, the Klingons actually start to win the war. Well, and and the, and the Cold fun- War goes a, the different a different way, and then everything becomes militaristic. And uh, I don't want to say the f word, but you know what I mean. Um, and therefore, like, that's the reason that like Data has no emotional intelligence when Tasha is like trying to be like, "Hey, Data, like, remember that." <sighs> Remember we we had a moment and Data's like no I, I'm just I'm mostly running stats because I'm a I'm basically a weapon. See I I read that differently. Uh, the, you're because you're talking about their conversation in the in the uh, the turbo lift right? Yeah yeah. So I actually read that as two people who have uh, shared an amount of intimacy, um, but also know that they can't um, because of the war and because Data's a robot and probably several other reasons, there's no way for them to have, like, a real relationship. Sure. And so they are, and they're, they're comfortable and close enough that they can talk openly about having, like, romantic feelings and what's going on, like, romantically and sexually in their lives. And so that was that was totally what I read into that exchange between them, was, like, data, data actually understanding... Uh, and knowing her really well and being like, okay, so, you know, what's going on? Oh, yeah. No, I clock that as, as her just being like, hey, look, I'm, I met this guy that I like. I just want to make sure, like, we're cool. And then Data being like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, most, I'm mostly just running vectors and trying to figure out how to kill Klingons because that's what we do on this ship. I mean, part of it is that I read in I read further backstory into this where they've had multiple conversations uh, with both like they've both gotten laid a bunch since the time that we saw them both get laid with each other. Um, so they've just learned how to talk about it. Uh, but this is still a really vulnerable moment for her because this is beyond just physical physical attraction. She's not just looking. Well, but to- it's also like she's dealing with the fact that like. Because she, she tips really early that, like, I might have to go die with this ship. Right. Um, like, she tips that really early, which it's sort of a mes- metaphysical thing. Um, she, yeah. I mean, she's, she's correct. Right. But. Well, And somebody says something about how, because, and they, again, they played it out well to where you could follow it, but it wasn't, I didn't feel like it was hitting you over the head, um, where somebody else says, like, oh, well, we might, you know, who even knows if we're, like, alive or dead in the other timeline and that just that's that's the thing that's left ringing in tasha's head as she walks out and then goes to the um the turbo lift and meets up with data where she's like you know for whatever reason and you can kind of read it as similar to guinan's thing like it's some sort of preternatural connection to like the understanding of your own whatever timeline or whatever yeah um i i would also like to note that um for that scene i wrote uh more like smasha yar because she smashes. <laughs> that is, she she'd be getting, she, she yeah, she fuck. That uh, that's really helpful. Yeah, uh, it's a I'm, good I'm, note, and it's good that you used ink to write that down. Thank you. Good job, buddy. Yeah. I feel like you're being really mean. 
having a hard time, man. <laughs> oh man, I I so I just I made a couple of like nitpicky notes, even though they're really not necessary because this episode is so fucking good. Um, but I love that uh, being at war means moody lighting. Yeah, I actually <laughs> wrote down uh, dark mode is stupid. <laughs> um, so same thing. Yeah. But, so they're like the literally the only reason to do that is to well and actually they alluded to this because they did the the boson whistle at one point um which is from the original series did you catch that did you clock that i didn't i didn't put t- together that that was used in the original series Oh really? No, no I mean I noticed the whistle, but it constant didn't. It's constant in the original series. Yeah, now that you because, say it, I think I've, because the original series is is like I've said before, based on the Korean War. Um, but I also I just I associated it with just I've I've heard that whistle used or something very similar to it used in other naval you know right TV shows and movies. But and, I mean they're 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 I mean they're stepping on the point a little bit. But the point is that. Hey, this is no longer a scientist, uh, like a scientist, scientific, S- scientific, science and research vessel. Oh. <laughs> Bitch, <laughs> <laughs> this is no longer a science and research vessel. This is this is a warship, mm-hmm. and even like the way that like Picard acts. Yeah, like I mean, as usual, and Stu's killing it. But like, yeah. but yeah, he is he has completely shifted modes into like. No, I'm a military captain. It doesn't like it does not rattle me when they start shooting at me. I just start shooting back at them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like that's never how it's been in any other episode. I and, fucking love at the end when Riker dies and he ju- like Picard gets up and jumps over the uh, yeah. the control panel. Yeah, it fucking rules. It fucking it's awesome. <laughs> also, I did write down. Uh, uh, this is actually my last note. Um. Also, I have a note before that that I need to talk about. But um, remember that that time I recommended the game FTL. No. So it's, a, it's oh yeah, a, yeah 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 okay yeah. So this is what playing FTL is actually like. <laughs> it's just it's just nothing but shit like this. Okay. Um, that sounds dope. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Yeah. Um, you just yeah, your shit's con- constantly catching fire because a laser got through your shields and shit. Yeah. It's pretty fun. Um, also, uh, Crusher's on the bridge, and I might be projecting a little bit, but he seems kind of like bloated and wide faced, and I'm like, yeah, no, in this reality, like Wesley Crusher's already an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's possible. <laughs> I mean, he's definitely yeah. not the like sort of fay. No, I mean he's definitely eligible kid that he is, <laughs> and I'll, I I got to give it to like it speaks to how much of what is punchable about um, Will Wheaton's general performance comes from direction as opposed to oh, just yeah, him absolutely. as an actor. Because in this one, he's like he just seems like he's just seems doing like, a fucking job. Yeah, he seems like a slightly younger than everybody else guy on yep. the on the ship, but totally competent and confident. Yeah, just doing this job. Um but it does bring up uh one point that uh so one of the things that Guinan says is there's supposed to be children on this ship. Um and there aren't. So this brings up two problems. One it means that um, Emily White in this timeline either is not on the ship. Yeah, you're right. This is a serious, 
serious plot continuity that the writers should have thought about. Or she's not <laughs> pregnant with your child, um, which, I mean, I don't know why that would have happened unless, I don't know, maybe being at war is making their lives I mean, their in this timeline, she's had an abortion, but... I mean, maybe... I mean, maybe they're just... You know in what? this timeline, I... I am long, long dead. You know what? Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe um, let's let's give them uh, the best wishes, and let's say in this timeline, they stayed in Secaucus. Actually, yeah, that's actually probably correct. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, because yeah, because why the fuck would a marine biologist be on this ship? Yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah. Actually, that's correct. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah they're just but also in this timeline, I've been dead for ten. 15 years i don't know i think you would uh keep making like increasingly risky and dangerous decisions but then also not being completely stupid and so you'd survive those things just a cockroach of the the federation no you're like a legendary federation berserker (laughs) who just like goes hog bat shit into into a fight with like four phasers in two hands and everybody's like, he's going to die. And then you walk out five minutes later and there's 50 dead Klingons. That's the nicest thing you've ever said. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I also, and this is, I think my final note. um, Oh, wait, wait, wait. So the, the second half of the, of the point that I was making though was, what the fuck is Wes actually doing on the ship? Because the only reason that he became an ensign on the ship is because his mom brought him on board when he was nine. I mean, that that implies something super fucking grim, actually, which is that they are losing the war, which Picard says they're yeah, losing, they're the, losing war. the war. So it's kind of a Hitler youth situation. I was going to say just a, I mean, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to be fighting for an evil cause to try and recruit I'm children. Not, I'm I'm gonna it's take more, that. I'm gonna walk that back. It's actually. more the youth part than the Hitler part. Yeah. Um, no, they're getting so far they're along. Getting, they're that, getting their shit pushed in so game. bad that they're like, time to arm the fifteen-year-olds. Ender's Game. Let's compare it more to Ender's Game, which has its problems mm. and also has children soldiers. And, Do you remember how the end of Ender's Game, Ender's Game goes? Right. That's why I said it had its problems. Okay. It was just a little bit of a genocide. Okay, fine. Ender's Game is also a Hitler story. Jesus Christ. Why does everything have to be Hitler? <laughs> there's, your, there's your next t-shirt, buddy. <laughs> do you want Do you want to know what episode you have to write an outline for next week? I think I had one more note, um, which was, uh, oh, yeah. So Guinan telling uh, Tasha that you might have to die to make all this make sense. And then Tasha goes to the captain and is like, hey, this crazy gypsy told me <laughs> that I have to die to make all this make sense. And I believe her. And I I want to do it if you'll let me. I want that for my birthday. <laughs> I, just, I, I was going to bring that up, too. I forgot about it. But that was another thing where it was like, that was really... It was really well done. Just them actually, again, them actually knowing that, oh, hey, this would be a really good. These two characters aren't supposed to know each other. They were never supposed yeah, to have met. They've never met. And, 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 and yeah. And, 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 uh, Guinan is like, yeah, no, I, I have never met you. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're not supposed. Yeah. I remember you, but we've never met. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just really 
Great idea and good job. Yeah. Way to go, writers. Um, but also, please give me a meaningful death for my birthday. If you can. Not this one. Sure. But I'll see about one of your future birthdays. <laughs> I'll, I, I, not just you, arrange like, for like you listeners. To... Okay, good. I didn't want to be solely responsible. Yeah, no, I, no, no I've never put that on you. Okay, good. You can't take that kind of weight. No, I really can't. Uh, <laughs> I'm weak and soft. Um. Anyway, uh, I would definitely say watch this one for sure. Watch this episode. This was a killer. Yeah. Um. One of top top five for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. Um. Jack, the next episode is called "The Offspring," and it is, n- <laughs> and it is not. <laughs> About the late '90s pop punk rock band, The Offspring. It's about a. Uh, it's about a planet that is full of, has two species, two intelligent species on them, and you have to keep them separate. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, Twitter.com at shipfacts at who is Jack Gunn at Leo like Neil. If you're from Kansas City, please tell us who you are. We want to know you. Uh, Instagram, Star Trek sucks. Uh, that's all. Tell your friends. Bye. Goodbye. Had you only out. A beloved friend that there is value in the things that you value? Would you search through space and time to find the perfect words to convey your convictions? When every word counts, rise and proclaim your opinions to be the light of the galaxy!